Welcome to Flashpoint, the podcast for filthy casuals by filthy casuals. Hi everyone and welcome to Flashpoint episode 100, recorded Sunday, June 20th. I'm your host David Holloway and with me is a co-host who since episode 24, yes I did the research, has kept this bucket of bolts together. Simon, how are you? Oh, not too bad. I've I've tightened all the bolts and squeezed all the nuts I could find in this podcast, and I still can't keep it together. So, yeah, not doing too badly, I guess. Yeah, look, I can't believe we've hit 100. I know every podcast says that when they get to a milestone, but I just cannot believe we made it. And your first appearance was 22, and then regular co-host since 24. So does it feel like 76 episodes? Uh, well, actually, it does, because I was... When I first appeared on the podcast, I was still under the NDA for the closed beta for SWOTOR, oh, which was the right. reason I was there, because that's, that's what we were talking about back yeah, then, God, so, yeah. about not being able to talk about things. So, yes, it, it feels like a very long time ago. And um, Simon and I were going to keep the party to ourselves. We thought we should um, definitely have some other key people that have been involved in the podcast. So uh, our third, as far as I know... I, I'm not clear on the stats here, but our next most longest-serving co-host is with us tonight. Chris, how are you? I am well, thank you. I'm surviving this dungeon so far, so I can't complain. Yeah, and see, nothing's shade. Chris, and I think this is so cool. You're currently doing a dungeon. I'm assuming it's in Final Fantasy you're talking. Yes, yeah. yes. It's the first dungeon in the new expansion right now, and we're fighting zombies. Nice. So playing Spoilers. as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> So you definitely have a better connection than I do. It, it's good to hear Final Founder and didn't just fall back on some tired old video game trope and found something new and exciting to do. What, Dungeons and Zombies? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, it, it has cannibalism too, but that's getting into spoiler territory. Cannibalism. So. Mm. Mm. Uh, and then we were also going to be joined by Mark uh, tonight. Uh, who was also uh, a semi-regular co-host uh, on the show, but he hasn't been able to make it tonight due to um, something else going on. And our thoughts are with you, Mark. We don't want to be too mysterious, and it's but Mark couldn't make it. So, yeah, it's Chris, Simon and I, um, and we may have a mystery guest. Um, actually, I might see if our mystery guest is available. Uh, yes, he, uh, they are. They are. Now, we've just got to wait. And we've got to see if they're added. Now, mystery uh, guest, mystery guest uh, if you can hear me, can you introduce yourself? Or oh, he hasn't joined us. I've just said he. I've given it away. That's the second time he said he. Mystery guest, are you there? No. And his Skype ID's just come up, so... You know who it is. <laughs> oh, this isn't fair. I've got zombies on my screen. I, I love how... Mystery guest, are you there? This is podcasting at its best. <laughs> um, this is live radio pre-recorded. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to try as we... He's saying, oh, do I call you? Oh, here we go. Now we're cooking with gas. <laughs> oh, oh no. Oh. Uh, got Mo. Uh, how's that? Look, um, for those of us, for those of you that have listened to the podcast way back to 
episode one through to about episode 40. This is the man that started it with me, and it's bloody wonderful to hear his voice again. Mr. Edward Wilson, how are you, well, sir? So, sorry to drop in on you just with the evil laugh, but, you know, he, he sort of insisted. It, you yeah. know, it, it became my trademark, and I'm not entirely proud of it sometimes, but, you know. <laughs> so there you go. How do you guys do it? Sorry, Simon, you go. No, I was just saying it's turned into a cackle. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds more mature now. It's, it's... Yeah, no, it definitely is more witchy. So. Oh, that's kind of scary, actually. I don't want to be mature. No, I, I, I'm on that boat. So, but no, lovely to have you here, mate. I mean, you, you, were, you were and are a pivotal part of the podcast and um, without, you know, pulling the curtain back, much further than what we already have. I, I tried to contact Ed over the last few weeks and just fluked. We, I tried your email, Ed, and got you last night, and we hooked this up last night. Yeah, I, I, I'm weird. I don't use Facebook all that much. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, no, you're only human. Yeah, I well, don't even have a smartphone. We have missed you, and if it's any compensation, and I don't know if you're aware of uh, a, a droid we have dropping periodically to to do lore updates, but uh, if, if it hadn't been for you, ODS-1 would never have existed. So your legacy does live on wow. to some degree. That's true. And Ed, you, cool. you, yeah, I, you, probably, you probably haven't listened to the podcast for a while, but yeah, the ODS-1 stuff's brilliant, and I can see what something <laughs> means. Yeah, I, uh, I stopped playing The Old Republic for a while after Mom passed away. There were a bunch of, bunch of things going on in my life, uh, trying to get things back together, trying to get things squared away, and things are finally starting to look up two and a half years later. Yeah. Fun, fun, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, oh, but did you guys see the trailer for the new expansion? Oh, yeah, that's coming up. It's coming up. Oh, <laughs> my God. So we, we will get onto that. So we're, we're going to get a little bit retrospective just for a few more minutes, and then we'll definitely jump into okay. that. So it, that's expansion. I'll stick expansion. around for that. Expansion for what? I, I, I'm a bit in the dark here. The Old Republic. Guild Wars 2, right? Oh, that, that, too. that one's Guild coming Wars out, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Guild, Wars, so Guild Wars is getting an expansion. The Old Republic is And that little Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. It must be expansion day or time. Well, you're not wrong. That's yeah, funny, yeah, everything's getting expansion. Weird. Yeah, I need to buy bigger pants. Yeah. Oh, we're not talking about that. No. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's just get a little bit, I said, retrospective, a few more minutes and we'll jump into the important stuff. So for the, for the trivia buffs uh, amongst our listeners, the first podcast, which was Ed and I, was on March the 12th, 2011, which was, I haven't worked out the exact, but that's what, uh, six, was SWOTOR 2011 or 2012? Was that like 18 months before SWOTOR actually came yeah, out? Yeah, it was, it was uh, 16 months before TOR launched. Um, so the first episode was titled uh, Nipples, Paramedics and Pax East Live. Mm-hmm. So, sounds about standard. Yeah, sounds about standard, mm-hmm. that's right. Um, and then I had on the running sheet, I was going to do a tribute to you, Ed, but that was before I realised you are actually turning up. So Ed co-hosted from episodes 1 to 40. Um, there are obviously other people that we I want to thank besides uh, Mark, who couldn't be here tonight, as I mentioned. But Mark, appreciate everything you've done. Chris goes without saying the huge effort you've put in 
And I, as I said, I reckon you're probably around the same as Ed, at least 30 to 40, if not more, episodes. I need to look that up. Um, but there's some, some regulars besides the core crew, uh, number one being Mr. Jason Etheridge, Tio. I think Tio's joined us for what, Simon, three or four shows? Yeah, it's at least four. Yeah, so very much appreciated. Uh, Matthew Scope Pierce, who some people may remember was the World of Tanks guru. Matthew, appreciate your input. He was a lot of fun as well. Tim Gow, who was a, a writer on the site, jumped in for one episode. Uh, shout out to one of our more recent regular co-hosts, David Carr, Kazmas. Appreciate your work, mate. Uh, Gandon, who is another Aussie who uh, ran SWOTOR role-playing website, and I actually didn't look. I'm not sure it's still up. I think it might be. I checked a few months back and it was, so SWOTORRP.com. Uh, and uh, Joe Foran also joined us from America, he of the he of the beautiful daughter who loves listening to the podcast. So yeah, and I, I really feel sorry if I've I've forgotten anyone, but I'm pretty sure I haven't as far as Flashpoint goes. Um, but if if I have, please abuse us. We like that. Uh, other other guests we we had we've had four guests on the show over a hundred. So it's what one every twenty five episodes. Um, <laughs> As far as game game devs and stuff, so uh, the first one, correct me if I'm wrong, Simon, and actually, um, Ed, I think you were here for that. St- Stephen Reed was the first one we had from yeah. Bioware. Um, so that was a really good podcast, and we had enormous uh, interest in that one because I can't remember the specifics, but he gave away a piece of information. He knew he was giving it away, but it caused a huge amount of interest and some controversy. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it's been a while for me too. Um, <laughs> All I can remember about that interview is that he and I both agreed that guild ships would be a bad idea. I stick to that, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, they they were not what I had hoped they would be, but yeah. Um, oh my God, I've just accidentally clicked the wrong icon. It's going to load Logic Pro on me whilst we're recording. Um, do do as professional as ever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, David Bass from Toad. David Bass from Bioware joined us as well. Um, so that was good. And then the third Bioware community coordinator was Pocket, who she joined us uh, only a matter of what ten episodes ago, ten twelve episodes ago. Not that About long two months before she left, no connection. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then outside of Bioware and Swotor, we also had a a great interview with Joel Bylos, who is the Australian that uh, I've forgotten his actual title now, but he essentially runs uh, The Secret World, which I think it's safe to say, I don't know whether you played it recently, Chris, but Simon and I and Chris always loved. Yeah, yeah it's kind of... Go on, Chris. No, it's kind of fallen on the wayside for me, sadly, yeah. but I do need to get it out as... I do miss that game. Yeah, and they do. And I love running around in a belly, dancing outfit, killing zombies, you know. More zombies. Yeah, never have enough zombies. Um, Zombie. So, yeah, they were, I guess. And the most important thing I want to do a shout-out for is uh, obviously our regular listeners. We have, we have, I said, a fair whack of listeners, but we also have a core uh, few, few dozen listeners that are there episode after episode. Um, you're the people that, you know, filled out the last survey about the future of the podcast. Um, you keep in touch on Twitter. We very much appreciate 
um, the feedback you give and, and your dedication to what is, you know, this may surprise you, but this is quite an amateur production. So we, we, we appreciate the support. Absolutely. If it wasn't for you, we may as well just be standing talking into a wardrobe for all the good it would be doing. Yeah, that's right. Hey, I resemble that remark. See, I can picture you in so a wardrobe. So you've been practicing it. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, there, there, there was a very brief co-host I haven't mentioned, and that was your former flatmate, Colin, Ed. Yeah, oh, he's, he's a bit of a loan. So, um, then remember, again, he's Canadian, so... Right. So, yes, big thank you. That's enough introspection for the thing. But, you know, episode 100 is a big one for us. But it's a nice segue into what we're going to do starting episode 101. So we did have the survey. We got some really good responses and feedback. We got some witty feedback, i.e. people saying the thing that they don't like about the podcast is my shitty internet. So thank you. I'm guessing Mark Mm. for that one is my best guess on the survey. Uh, But we did get a lot of good feedback and... Simon and I have spent a bit of time thrashing it around and there, there were some fairly strong themes, uh, one being that people are happy with essentially the two separate podcasts, so Flashpoint and We Hate People, and we're going to continue that. And there was agree- agreement with going with a monthly publication schedule for each. So that means Flashpoint will come out once a month and We Hate People will come out once a month on the alternate fortnight. So there'll be 12 shows of Flashpoint a year, 12 shows of We Hate People. Um, and we're trying to do the job of actually sticking to that. Yes, yeah. That, that <laughs> slightly slower schedule uh, makes it more feasible. Because we were trying to get sort of We Hate People and Flashpoint out every fortnight. It just wasn't working. Uh, one of the other strong bits of feedback is people liked the more laid-back format of We Hate People as far as not a really rigid running sheet with segments, but more talking about what we're playing uh, and how things are going in gaming. So we're, we're going to try that from episode 101. So things like a Republic News segment won't exist anymore, uh, but we will still cover a whole bunch of stuff. So that, that we're going to try that. And the other strong feedback, and it doesn't surprise me with how the podcast has evolved, is there's, there was really strong feedback on less focus on Star Wars The Old Republic, and it's probably reflected well with the four of us here tonight that I think it's fair to say Star Wars The Old Republic is not the primary game any of us play anymore. No, and, and to be quite honest, I don't think it's a surprise to anyone that we weren't making any useful at all contribution <laughs> to, the, to the conversation uh, about SWOTOR. So I don't think anyone's going to miss that. Unless, no. of course, we've got news, as, uh, as we have coming up, which is going to be worth talking about because there's plenty of conjecture to yes. be had. So we will definitely talk about Star Wars The Old Republic. It just won't be every episode. As Simon said, it'll be when there's news. Uh, We will definitely talk about MMOs more broadly. We won't be obsessing about one in particular unless we're playing it on that week. We will talk about general gaming. We will do a little bit of pop culture. Um, And there was overwhelming feedback that there was no interest whatsoever in the general tech news as far as, you know, add-ons and peripherals and all that sort of stuff. So we will be losing that. Um, so yes, what? Wait, yes, I know. No, nobody cares about the Oculus Rift. What? Oh, I do. This is just. Ugh. I know, but yeah. So we won't be covering that but unless I something... like hardware. Yeah, I, I think we will here and there. Like when the Oculus Rift finally hits the stores, there's no way we won't talk about that once we've got our hands on the consumer version. 
Tech hardware and dungeon hardware are two entirely different things, Chris. Hey. Hey, oh, I saw a game on Steam. I, I understand the it confusion. It was absolutely now. awesome. It was called Starcrawlers. It was Steampunk Space Marines with battle axes and shields. Nice. Starcrawlers, did you say it was? Yeah. It was uh, a really crappy game, but oh my God, it looked awesome. If they were steam punk, then they would be armed with flintlocks and Bren guns. I don't think swords and shields would really come into steampunk. I may be nitpicking. Who knows? That's unlike me, but who can say? <laughs> so, yes. So that's the plan for the, the podcast. So Flashpoint is here to stay. Episode 101 will be a little bit different. I'm hoping to get off my butt one evening and do a new theme tune. So it'll be the third theme tune for the Flashpoint podcast since it started. Um, we'll try that, but there won't be discrete segments as such. So we'll see how that goes. And as always, love your feedback on all of that. Finally, let's talk about the really important stuff, and that's games. So uh, we're starting off with what we've been playing. Simon, you've had a fairly busy playing fortnight. What have you been playing? I have been playing Splatoon. I've been playing Disney Infinity. I've been playing some Slotor. I have been dusting Infinity figures and having wee little tea parties with them. Uh, and also started playing Dishonored again because of reasons to be discussed later. So do you want to just quickly explain... Oh, actually, we're going to talk about Splatoon later, so we'll explain what it is then. So you've been yes. getting around quite a few games. Um, I'll, I'll say what I've been playing then shut up for a while. Uh, Mario Kart, so I think I mentioned last episode, bought the expansion for Mario Kart for the new tracks, just trying to get gold cups in all of those uh, and doing a lot of online play. Uh, just briefly mentioning there, for those that played online Mario Kart, and Simon, I know you've recently got a Nintendo, but you haven't got Mario Kart yet, have you? Not yet, no. Chris, do I recall that you did play Mario Kart? Uh, oh, I Long, long ago, long unfortunately, yeah, before the move and all that sort of stuff, I, I've lost my consoles, so yeah, no it's all PC Master Race for me. Um, and Ed, I'm assuming you have it. Um, consoles. Yeah, love consoles. So Mario Kart, it, it's interesting, the online, um, the online racing is you start with a 1,000 points and depending on where you come in the 12, up to 12 people that play online against each other, you get so many points. So you can get up to about 25 points if you come first. I'm sitting on there. I'm on about 2,800 points, which is about middle of the road. There are some people on six, seven, eight thousand points for online. On the, the other night, I jumped on and there was a guy from Fra- – or a, a person from France and a person from uh, Germany with 58,000 points. One was 58,900 points. The other one was 59,070 points or something. They were within 100 points of each other. And obviously, I assume, are mad rivals or relatives or something. I can't even imagine how many online games it's taken to get that many points. That makes at least two of us probably three, I would if you, if you come, if you come bottom half or bottom third, usually, of, of a match, you actually lose points. So you don't constantly gain. It's, it's not uncommon to lose 10, 15, 20 points. So to get to 58,000 points, you're either winning nearly everything or playing tens of thousands of games. It's bizarre. Anyway, go the French and the Germans. Uh, so Mario Kart, Swator. I actually played a bit of Swator. 
surprise, surprise. I'm a bit excited about the new expansion, so I jumped in, playing a bit of WoW, Hearthstone. Hearthstone has a new function now called Pub Brawl. It's a weekly quest that's a lot of fun. Uh, and playing a bog load of Wolfenstein, the new order, which I got for cheap uh, from the local video game store. So I'm working my way through that and a little bit of Splatoon. Chris, what have you been playing? Wow, that was great timing because I just got the last boss down in my dungeon. Um, Thank you for my lovely randoms on the internet. And I even got a bit of loot. So, um, obviously, I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV and a bit of uh, GTA V. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much about it, unfortunately. That's enough. That's good. Um, I want to ask you like, about GTA Five. I nearly bought that today too. It was on sale for twenty something dollars, and I nearly bought that. Um, Ed, what I know life's been a bit hectic for you, but what have you actually been playing? Well, most of what I've been playing is a free-to-play game called Warframe. Oh yeah, yes, it's um, free to play. Uh, Everybody starts saying, okay, oh, afraid to play, you know, evil, wrong, bad, just, you know, run away screaming. But, you know, it's online and um, it's co-op generally, although some of the groups are less cooperative than others. You have a group of up to four cybernetic space ninjas. And each one of them, each one of these Warframes has different powers and different abilities. And you have a whole bunch of different weapons that you can equip that do a whole bunch of really awesome things on occasion. I actually equipped the laser cannon last night and I'm just blowing through entire lines of bad guys. And I'm just like, (laughs) but um, mainly, yeah, mainly Warframe. I did some other stuff recently. Uh, I tried... Something called, um, let me see if I can find that, actually. I can't even remember what it was. Oh, yes. Uh, Divinity Original Sin, which was the latest of Larian Studios' creations. It's a fantasy type thing. It's pretty much your standard hack-and-slash fantasy kind of game. It's kind of cool. Crashes my computer every 30 minutes. Cool. Because it's so graphics-intensive. But it's very cool while I can play it. Yeah. And then the other one that I've been working on again is called Dreamfall Chapters, which is, it's not my usual kind of thing. It's not a hack and slash. It's not a shooter. It's more a mystery. And it's a point and click type mystery. And I've gotten involved in this. Maybe, maybe I am starting to grow up. This is kind of scary. I don't, I don't want to grow up. I want to be Peter Pan, never, you know? Never grow up. Never. Never grow up. Never grow up. But the it, it's interesting because the the story started uh, in 2003 i think with a game called the longest journey which is you actually travel between two different worlds one of science and one of magic and then the continuation of that was called dreamfall and now we have dreamfall chapters and just every so often you you're running through this thing and you're like you did not just do that. Wait a minute. You have a black powder barbarian pulling out a flintlock pistol to shoot somebody. You can't do that. But he did. And they have a plausible explanation for it. What's even more cool about it is the, fu- the latest game was funded entirely by Kickstarter. 
cool. Yeah. Huh? But just, mostly just the way Sony Warframe. But it's that. What was that? Sorry, Simon? Mm. No, just, just saying Kickstarter is the, the way Sony's starting to finance their games. We'll yeah. talk about that later. Yeah. 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 Sure so Warframe. Yeah. Warframe's underappreciated, I think, and it's got a lot of lot of things, a lot of things that Destiny offers. But of course, it's free, and uh, it's it's not run by a bunch of black-hearted dickballs. Um, so that's... Uh, you should read the Warframe forum sometimes. You might be surprised. But the dev team, I've actually corresponded with the dev team quite a bit back and forth, and they're crazy. But Let's just say, let's get this out of the way first. They're all barking mad, but not in a bad way, if that gives you any. They're, they're just, they're really cool people. Most of them play the game themselves. They're really serious. I've actually had a conversation with the, uh, with the head of the game, the, guy, the, the head of development, because there was a problem yeah. in the game, and I'm, I'm on the design council. I funded quite a bit more than I probably should have at the time, but I had nothing else to spend my money on because I'm not allowed to work here and I want to be very careful about stuff. Mm. They, um, uh, and there was a problem. I, as soon as he logged on, I got hold of him and said, hey, there's a problem. We need to fix this. He's like, okay, yeah. 20 minutes later, the problem was fixed. I'm like, wow. How many other games? It sounds like Bioware. Or Ubisoft. Let us not discuss the Ubisoft. No, I, I had to get it in. That's all right. I, I'm afraid we are going to briefly. It didn't take long. No, it didn't take long. All right. So, let's, let's, so that's what we're all playing, and that's, that's great. Um, so let's, for the very last time, as far as I know, jump into some Republic news. You're not afraid? You will be. You will be. So there's one bit and one bit only of worthy Swator news, and that's obviously the announcement at E3 of the latest expansion not it's knights of the fallen empire isn't it yeah it is knights yes. of the fallen empire yes. expansion which isn't half given the details it's you know it's knights of the old republic really isn't it um uh no actually the republic and empire have both fallen at that point this is according true. to the trailer so you no. are a knight of the fallen empire no, that's true. I was more saying as far as uh, I know there's been a lot of feedback on the forums that the actual gameplay they're proposing is very reminiscent of what was originally going to be KOTOR 3. Hmm. But, um, Simon, did you want to do, because I'm beyond sick of my own voice, did you want to talk about what the, the standouts for you were in the expansion? Then I'll get Ed and Chris to jump in. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, okay, there's... I suppose the same things that um, interest and concern me are the same things that can interest and concern everyone else. Uh, obviously, it's a, a massive change having the the uh, the empire and the republic falling effectively. 
So what's this going to be doing to, uh, to Drum and Cass? What's it going to be doing to Coruscant? Is it going to be doing anything mm. after... After level sixty kicks in and you start the new gameplay, do you leave behind those the instances of the of the um, of the pre sixty game and enter enter different instances or different versions of those worlds? Um, yeah, it's I I'm I'm excited and I'm kind of nervous as to as to what we're looking at here because it does sound like in some ways quite fundamentally different. And is is this is this Swotor NGE? I, I, I don't know. It, yeah, sorry. Just someone had to bring that up and it was. Yeah, you can just feel your sphincter. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you lose all your companions. Um, presumably, you've lost your ship, at least to start with. Um, what ship do you get? It's not like we can personalise the, 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 the damn thing anyway, let's face it. Um, they, they've, they've discussed before there's too many hooks in there uh, as far as uh, triggers for, for various gameplays and conversations to, to try and do anything in the ships just makes the devs cry. Um, we, we know this already. That hasn't changed. This is an opportunity for that to change. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's really, in a lot of ways, I think this is going to be a new room uh, a new system of being able to uh, win favor with specific factions that sounds interesting um does that mean there's going to be a, a third faction is there going to be like a imperial remnant so they're going to be republic rebels you know it's 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 wide open for some really interesting stuff uh, it's the and it's not a story that worries me it's the the mechanics yeah. of how they're going to but that's yeah. Let's um. Let's open it up. That's that's all I'll say for the time being. Uh, my understanding is that they one of the factions will be a Gungan Ewok hybrid. So the, the the ships will smell of wet fur. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> that's right. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, I mean, what's your your? Uh, sorry, I've just very briefly. I loved the trailer, and it, and it like the original. Was it three trailers for Swator? There was, um, yes, yeah. I like. I'd love to see him make a movie length at, at that level. I think they'd be great, and I loved the trailer for this one. It was excellent. Um, I worry about the mechanics as well. I think it, I may it may bring me back into the game in a big way, or it may totally drive me away. I don't think there'll be any in between. But Chris, what's your take? Well, I might go for the mechanics thing and say, "Hmm, interesting that you'll be able to jump pretty much straight to endgame with the the straight to sixty character like WoW does." Yeah, yeah. I know there's lots of people hating that, and I guess other people like it. I don't know. To me, that seems really weird because, like, if my most MMOs don't focus on story leveling up, but let's face it, SOTOR does. So, um, what are you going to do with all those stories you missed? That's right. Maybe they get you to download oh. as a PDF. <laughs> 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 you can read it on the bus. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Maybe that's how you, you don't have to do lose not, your do not, do not encourage them to make. <laughs> do not encourage them to make cliff notes of these. Do not. Just, no. just do not. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be a level six like, death knight, oh, damn it. <laughs> Where's yeah. the Drenai race? I can't find them. That's right. 
So, Chris, is it something that's likely to lure you back or you just wait and see how it goes? Oh, um, well, to be honest, if I do come back, it definitely won't be to skip to the end. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm somebody who I'll, I'll probably come back and visit every now and then. Um, but it's just one of those MMOs that just doesn't hook me in, which is the annoying bit. I enjoy it for about three weeks and then I start moving on to the next one. So... Definitely, yes, I will be back, um, but no, not as a not as a big MMO. No. And Ed? Well, yeah and no. Like like Simon said, I, the, um, the I don't think Bioware could make a bad story if they were paid to do so. They've tried occasionally, and the stories usually turn out reasonably good anyway. Some of them may need a little more explanation. Some of them may be a little deep. But the stories are almost always cool. The the trooper story from the from uh Tor, the 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 Knights of the original Knights of the Old Republic, even Jade Empire, which they are making a sequel for, by the way. The um the stories are incredible. Now we'll just see if the mechanics work out with it. I'm, I'm shuddering. I am shuddering. The first time that I go into a flashpoint or an operation with somebody who just created a level 60 character and they're all in green gear. I'm just, oh my God, you're not doing this. Oh, no, no, please don't do this. Yeah, but just because someone's, just because someone's a level sixty noob doesn't mean they they have any less ability or um, an idea of what they're doing than someone who's been playing a long time, like me. me. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. I mean, there there is that. As who utterly clueless out there. There is that, but when you when you go to a nightmare solo run, which I've done. And your tank has 15,000 health. Your tank doesn't do the job very well. Not I don't very care long how, anyway. much, how many healers focus on him. Your tank doesn't do the job very well. It, it, yes, I've, I've actually encountered that in Warframe 2 recently. Um, new players coming in and... Um, they just actually reworked one of the, the first starting Warframes, so now he's actually pretty darn cool as opposed to the... Uh, I mean, he was cool, but he just wasn't, wasn't um, matching up with all the newer stuff, and now he's just incredible. And the new players are starting out with this. They're like, okay, yeah, all of them are going to be like this. And they're like, oh, wait a minute, I'm getting the newer stuff, and it's not as cool as this. You know, what's going on? They don't know all of the mechanics. If somebody has played for a long time and just starts a new game or whatever, that's one thing. Played with a couple people like that who were generally pretty cool. If somebody comes in and is like, I was level one yesterday, now I'm level 60, but um, I can go beat any boss in the game all by my lonesome. I'm just going to laugh at it. It ain't happening, pal. Maybe they'll make the Jesus droid something you can buy in the cartel market. That would fix all of these problems. Yeah, that's true. 
Because mm. <laughs> I mean, having just done Shadows of Revan, like working through that, and yeah, like you talk about the Jesus droid is the one that accompanies you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I yeah, mean, I, I've that. enjoyed that, and this is why I'm assuming I will love Knights of the Fallen Empire because I'm inherently that, unsocial. But it'll be interesting. That was something that really bothered me at first when I started Shadows of Revan, and suddenly you have this droid with you, healing you, doing all this stuff to you. And, you know, shooting and tanking and all this other stuff. They could do everything. I'm like, when did this become a single-player game? And then... Well, it isn't. You play it for a while. It's just getting through, yeah. the, through the story. Uh, yeah. You and, and then you play it through for a while, and you get through the story, and you, okay, it's not there anymore. Okay, good. But, you know, I could see the appeal. I could see that it was, it was very cool. And yes, all of my lower level characters who weren't as well here as my trooper needed help, but it did bother me on a couple of levels. Oh, yeah. I, I, I just wish that he'd bring a lawn chair with him so I could put the lawn chair just on right on this edge of the arena and just sit there and, and watch him do it because my help really seems to to be superfluous. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, kind of. I, I have sort of just stood back and, and watched and thought, am I actually do- doing it? These, these guys help us go on for a country mile. My hits aren't doing anything. If I'd stopped, would it matter? That's right. Yeah, you should test that out because I've wondered the same thing. Um, yeah, so anyway, it's it's um, for those, I can't imagine there's anyone listening that's not aware of the timelines, but, I mean, it's uh, October 27th launch day if you've been a sub. Uh, between July 31 and October 19, you get early access on the 20th. Um, there's Epic Story XP Boost. I think that's already in place, isn't it? Uh, from mm-hmm. now yes, until launch. Uh, I haven't actually looked because I've got my, my yeah, I uh, think it's mind face. the icon. If it's not live now, it's live very soon. Um, and then they're talking about releasing it in chapters. So the first, uh, is it the nine chapters? is in Knights of the Fallen Empire, and then there's up to 16 forecast in total, plus whatever goes beyond that. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a different approach. It is, and it, it doesn't, it's not, I mean, uh, with, with McKeb, they basically got rid of the class storylines, now they've gotten rid of the faction storylines. Yeah, It's know. just one story. So, um, yeah, well, with... Considering they've got one storyline to focus on and they have also got the hopefully the resources of the, the guys who were working on what was it was it Shadow Realms? The game that got cancelled. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah, I think it was Shadow Realms. Whatever that was I forgot the name of it. Um so they, they wouldn't have had those guys to help them with uh, with the, the Revan and the Emperor bits, but uh, they've definitely had the time to bring them in and get them up to speed for what follows. So I'm, I'm not sure what the resourcing on this is going to be like, but I suspect if they're, the way they're talking about it being revolutionary, unless it's just hyperbole, hopefully there's, well, there's going to be a bit of hyperbole, but hopefully there's also an awful lot of, of reels in there. I am very nervous about this, because those are the well, exact same words that were said when the trial of Obi-Wan went live on uh, Star Wars Galaxies two weeks before the NGE hit. I'm 
I want it to be epic. I want it to be good. I want it to be the Star Wars game that I have always dreamed of. But. <laughs> yeah. But on the plus side, we we get the uh, we get the the cool smuggler dude with the cowboy hat from um, yeah. from the Nico <laughs> Oka or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We let's face it, we all loved him. I don't know if he's going to be voiced by Joe again. I hope so, but we'll we'll find out. I mean, he he ain't cheap. He's probably busy doing all of the gears stuff. So that's right. But, I mean, Ed mentioned about the Star Wars game you always wanted. I have to admit, after E3, the Star Wars game I've always wanted, I think, is Star Wars Battlefront. No. As a veteran of... Your, sorry. That's right. Go. Ed, go. I'll, I'll play host here. Ed, you I, go, um, Simon. Yeah, it, I, as a veteran of Star Wars Battlefront 1 and Battlefront 2... I can say that the graphics look immeasurably, uh, immeasurably better. The idea of being able to call for an orbital bombardment is very cool on the Imperial side. And, of course, I always played Imperial side because I was a stormtrooper at heart. Just, you know. But there are a few things in the trailer that just made me wince. I am a tried and true hardcore Star Wars nerd. Always have been, probably always will be. Just seeing Luke ignite his lightsaber on Hoth while wearing black made me wince. Seeing him charge Vader on Hoth while wearing black just sort of made me go facepalm. you got to be kidding. Yes, it's a Battlefront game. Yes, you need to suspend a certain amount of disbelief. Yes, it looks awesome. Hopefully you can actually drive the walkers instead of them just being on rails. But still... But, oh, God. I mean, just Luke in black on Hoth. Yeah, but just, ah! just, just but, 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 hold okay. on. Hold Hello. on with that, that issue. Sorry before I throw to you, Simon, is that what you're seeing in the Star Wars comics now and, and in other mediums is a lot of filling in of that gap between uh, A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. And what, what you'll find... And between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, what you'll find, I won't be surprised, is if Luke in black on Hoth is actually explained in law within the coming year or so. So, for example, in the Star Wars comic in Marvel, there's all this stuff going on after A New Hope that I would never have guessed Luke was up to and Darth Vader up to and is now part of canon for Star Wars. So don't underestimate that they've factored that in with that game. How many battles of Hoth? Are yeah, there? I, and I, many... I understand that. So Ed could be totally right. It may be just a bad reproduction of of that. Well, in Jedi Academy, uh, one of the games uh, in the Dark Forces series, uh, Jedi Knight Jedi Academy, you actually went back to Hoth, and it was twenty years after the Battle of Hoth. And there was, like, nothing left. It was all covered in ice, and you had to find ways into the ice and, and do stuff. I, I like the idea of fighting on Hoth. Don't get me wrong. I really want to be a snowtrooper. I really want to blow rebel scum out of their hiding holes with uh, thermal detonators and you know, blaster fire and all that kind of stuff. Or I want to squish them under the, the legs of my walker. 
but it, it was just, you know, it was a moment breaker there. It just, you know, bam! And you're no longer in the moment. And it's like, you did not just do that to me. You can't do that to me. I'm a Star Wars nerd and you did this to me. No! Uh, I'm just going to say that Battlefront can do whatever Battlefront wants because it's a, it's a, it's a play pen. It's a play pen with yeah. Nerf guns and swords and it's it's all sorts of stupid because nothing nothing in there makes sense. It doesn't matter who wins, who loses, because it's it's a pocket universe. So yeah. um, I thought it was I thought it was a bit stupid having um, having that confrontation in the trailer. Uh, also, I don't believe anything that I'm seeing at this point. Um, highly highly scripted vertical slices. Yeah, he yeah, fooled me that way a few times before. You can. Um, you can go sod off in that regard. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, the, 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 the Luke Darth stuff right at the end of the trailer, there's no way that's actual gameplay footage. No, no, well, there's no way any oh, of it's going to be. Oh, well, no, well, hold on. The start of the trailer makes it clear that the majority of it is. But no, I, no, 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 no. It was produced using the, an in-game engine. That doesn't mean that it's gameplay. In-game engine's all very well. You've no idea what it's running on. Right. Right. Yeah, I just so, thought the actual wording at the Star Trail was actual gameplay footage was the quote. It's E3. The wording no, at the beginning no, is in-game footage. No, it's it's in-game engine. Or in-engine. Mm-hmm. In-game engine footage. That's not the same thing at all. So don't think the yeah. game's going to look like that. It's, it's not. It's going to have a couple of... There's going to be some visual downgrades, as was noted with the, the latest The Division trailer, looking um, somewhat crappier um, than uh, than previous iterations. This is just the way things go, so you don't get too excited. And as far as what happens in Battlefront, Battlefront is right up there with Lego Star Wars games. That's where I rank it. Okay. Uh, it's just a it's a it's upscale graphically version of Lego Star Wars as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, I don't I don't really care what they do. They can throw all of the all of the silliness in they like as long as people can run around shoot each other and have a good time. Yeah, that's true. I'm excited. I, 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 I played one of the one of the battlefronts, but um, right. The following is actual multiplayer gameplay footage captured from a PlayStation Four. I don't believe that. Well, I'm not saying mm. it's true or otherwise. I'm just no. saying that's what's at the start of the no. trailer. No, no, I'm just saying I don't believe that statement. Yes. I, I, it makes it sound straightforward. It's, it's, I don't. Think it is. There's 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 lies in there somewhere. I'd almost guarantee it. I'm going to have to go, guys. That's all right. Um, Ed, thank you. I appreciate you putting in the time you have. It's been too long, and we'll um, we'll have to get you back on again soon once we're in the new laid-back I'll try not to blow your ears out with the laugh next time. Uh, much appreciated, and good to talk to you, mate. And we'll talk offline as well. Really appreciate you dropping in. Yeah. Angry rants. No one doesn't like you. Of course here, not. Here. Bye-bye, guys. See you, mate. Bye. Um, Chris, any thoughts on Battlefront from you? Did you uh, get a chance to look at the trailer? Um, that's okay. We'll go with no. No, that's all right. Not a problem. <laughs> no. So I just died in my dungeon. I'm doing another one now. <laughs> I thought you might. I mean, that's fine. You're the real gamer. So, um, 
Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to diverge into Battlefront there just because we were talking about Fallen Empire and trailers and all that sort of stuff. So anyway, that's that's enough of Republic news. Let's jump across into some general gaming news. This is not the podcast you're looking for. Splatoon. Simon, it's not often you and I in the same fortnight between podcasts actually play the same game, but we've managed to do it this time with Splatoon. Did you want to give an overview for those that are unaware of what the hell Splatoon is? Um, well, uh, tell me if you if you think, because uh, you've probably either played more of it or watched more of it being played yes. uh, than I have. Uh, but but my impressions of it is it's uh, it's cartoon Counter Strike with paintballs. Yes, exactly. And that that sounds probably kind of lame, maybe. But the thing is, there's there's a lot there's more to it than that. Uh, basically, it's uh, there's there's different modes, and one of the things that they're doing is they're releasing the game is they're releasing new modes and weapons progressively at no cost and not announcing them. They just kind of appear. Um, I think they probably use those two annoying announcers to highlight things if people aren't trying to space by the way through them. Um, but uh, effectively, you are trying to cover as much of a map as you can uh, with your various painting tools. Now, they can be giant paint rollers, uh, various sorts of paint guns, paint cannons, hoses and whatnot. Uh, you appear as a, a kid, basically, sort of a, a, a squiddish child uh, with squiddish kind of hair. And you can, uh, when you're on an area that's painted in your team's color, you can transform into a squid and you can zoom along uh, an area painted in that color. And it'll also recharge your paint tank. And, and make you so, visible to your opponents too. Yes, yeah. uh, and one of the beauties of that, and this is where having uh, younger reflexes obviously really come into it, uh, you, can, uh, you can leap further, much further. Uh, you can go under objects, so you can go over and under in the squid form. Uh, you can also, if someone's firing at you, turn into a squid and zip underneath them, pop up behind them and shoot them in the back. Um, and that's the only tactic. Yeah. tactic I've found so far but I've told there are more it's a it's a deceptively simple game but there is a surprising amount of depth to that and that's continuing to evolve and it just looks great and like most Nintendo games it's just something something very liberating and that's one of the reasons I've actually wanted to have a look at Nintendo the, the Wii I mean I've, I've put off buying it but they had Splatoon and Disney Infinity in a bundle for this thing I thought ah. Oh, Let's let's dip my toes in, and I'm glad I have. It, it's a totally different sort of gameplay to to what you find on on the PlayStation or the PC uh, or um, the other one, Xbox. Yes, why don't I forget mm. Xbox? But what do you think of it? Yeah, look, I agree with everything. The other comparison I'd make for those that played Mario Kart, and I'm talking pre Mario Kart Eight, it's as much fun as the battle modes in pre Mario Eight. Uh, battles with yeah the paint it's it's a really excellent fun pvp experience mm. um it's team based it's capture the flag sort of stuff as far as painting the areas 
just done really well, requires some strategy, good gear options. There's a bit of complexity, more MMO nearly complexity in the gear stuff if you want to get into that. Um, only criticism, and I, I hope to God they fix this, is the ridiculous faux TV hosts that start every time you log in that you've got to button through every single time. That annoys the shit out of me. As far as And all they're announcing is basically telling you what the maps are that you'll be fighting on that day. And it's it's about 90 seconds that you don't require. Um, so I'm hopeful they'll, they'll allow an overall skip of that. But the actual game is brilliant. Yeah, I think they'll build that in. Chris, have you heard anything about Splatoon? I have not, sorry. That's okay. Just wanted to make sure you're feeling included. Yeah, I, 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 I'm sure I can hear those buttons being mashed in Final Fantasy. Which is a nice thing. I'm on the first bus and unfortunately I'm lagging, so I've had to, to deactivate my um, my cast time for extra damage and doing my kiting instead. So is now a bad time fair. to trade you for Final Fantasy then? Because we can keep talking no, E3. No, you can. All right. Well, that, to, to, <laughs> it's fine. Brief, I can do it. All right. So briefly tell us about Final Fantasy. It's 14, isn't it? It is 14, yeah. yes. So the new expansion comes out on, well, Tuesday, but we're in early um, access right now. It's it's pretty good, to be honest. Um, not, I mean, I've only started playing from Friday night. Launch-wise, it actually went very, very smooth. I think most people got in within half an hour of start time. Um, there was a bit of a queue. Like, I, I play on the Japanese server, Tonberry, and shout out to my awesome guild, Organisational 13, Organisation 13, one of those two. And, yeah, we got in, we all got in pretty, pretty quickly. There was queues, but they disappeared very, very quickly as well. Um, so we get a new race, the Aura, uh, as AU space RA, and they're, there seems to be debate over whether they're lizard people, demon people, or dragon people. Um, but essentially, yeah, they've got horns and tails. So they, they look very cool. I've, I've changed my from a cat girl into a lizard girl. So I'm one of the hordes. Um, three new classes. There's the, the Dark Knight, which is it's a tank class. I'm sorry, I can't really talk about it. Um, there's the Astrologist. Wallologian, uh, that's a healer class with orbs and stars and things like that. And then there's the new DPS slash support class, which is the machinist. And that's the one I'm playing at the moment. So I shoot a gun, I, sur I summon turrets and, yeah, just look okay. awesome. So, yeah, it's been really enjoyable so far. Um, the new classes start at level 30. Uh, the new content is at level 50, so my first day was spent leveling my new class to 50, and so Saturday night I got into the new content. Um, yeah, not too sure what else to say besides uh, it being fun. Good. And um, the only other thing well, is... I actually will go on. Yeah, yeah. I'll say this about um, they've brought in flying mounts, which, uh, like a WoW expansion, only works in the new area, but. I like the way they've done this in the sense that you have to unlock them for each area. So you get your your flying mount very early on in the story mission, but you can't actually fly until you do the areas and you have to unlock um, the ether currents. And then once you unlock all the currents in the area, you can now fly in that area. 
So it kind of forces you on the ground for the first time through. And then when you're leveling consecutive, uh, sorry, your alternative classes and stuff like that, you will be able to fly. But yeah, I enjoy that. A lot of people are a bit, I want to fly, but yeah. I'd say Blizzard have ripped that off for their recent back down on flying in drain or that's sort of what they're, they're getting at. So. Don't don't even go there. Don't go there. No. <laughs> um, Have they brought him flying yet? No, so it's no flying. There was huge uproar. They've now backed down. I don't know all the details, but essentially you have to do a whole bunch of, is it fat? You need to get level with particular factions or whatever, and it unlocks flying. I, there, there's a whole rigmarole that I don't think is live yet. I haven't caught up on that. Uh, but just while we're talking Final Fantasy, and what's your take on the E3 announcement of the remake of um, FF7, wasn't it? Yes, seven. Um, I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm probably one of the few people playing 14 that didn't play a lot of. Ooh, new belt. Let me win that. I won a belt. Yay! Sorry. <laughs> this is, yeah, you know, folks. This is history in the making. <laughs> new belts. That was that was my last piece to um to replace, and now I've actually, um, I'm pretty much completely geared for, for my current level. So, yay. You guys are good luck. I should do this yeah, more often. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to the remake. Um, my partner has been playing a lot of the, the remake of Final Fantasy X on, on the PlayStation. So it leaves me alone in, in the office while he goes and sits on the couch and plays that. So I think he'll be getting it as well. Um, I know from what I've been hearing a lot from, especially from the guildmates about Final Fantasy XIV, seems to have a lot of influence from the previous Final Fantasies in it, especially this expansion. So I think pretty much we're all excited for it. Well, and yes, I mean, that was one of the many things at E3. Um, We've already talked about Star Wars Battlefront, so we'll leave that. Um, The other standout for me was Doom. And I've obviously watched the trailer for Doom. It looks like Doom, just with better graphics, which is what you expect. And I'd say there'd be a lot of people. <laughs> it, really, it, it, it felt like Doom, even though it was so much prettier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think there'll be a lot of people playing it and, and reliving that experience. And I think it'll go very well, if I was going to guess. Oh, I'll definitely be there. I, I miss playing Doom. Yeah, that's... That's old school stuff right there. I mean, I haven't played an ID game for a long time, but playing Wolfenstein, uh, the old blood, no, the new order, the old blood's expansion, the, the new the new order, um, the last week and a half of an evening, um, yeah, I, I realise what I've missed with the ID, so I just love their games. So I'll definitely give Doom a go. Um, yeah, that was a bit of a flashback. Yeah, it's... Um, I can't I can't recommend Wolfenstein highly enough. It's just really good story, engaging with the characters, and um, I'm playing on. I didn't choose easy difficulty. I didn't choose super hard either. Chose middle of the road, and I'm finding it challenging, but not to the point of absolute frustration. So yeah, highly recommend it. That sounds like a good balance. Well, uh, just just. Um... Just before we talk about any other uh, games from the Bethesda presser, how about we just uh, quickly touch on the Oculus Rift uh, presentation that they gave on the 11th? So they uh, actually did that the day before E3 started. Okay. Um, it's just a, 
if, if uh, anyone's interested in, in the Oculus, and I assume most people are, uh, they have revealed the new touch controls, which is basically a pair of uh, hand controls that kind of sit over your hand and are designed to be feel like an extension of. Yeah, they're funny so looking things. To be, they are, aren't they? But they are Lord. They've made a deal with Microsoft to ship the uh, Xbox One controller um, with with each Oculus Rift headset uh, and, and, and a cable. So obviously that will work for your your PC or, or your Xbox One. But in this case, it's intended for a PC. Um, and there's not really a, a lot more to say, I don't think. Although they did show a couple of present a couple of game examples, and uh, they brought out. Uh, as soon as one of the guys from CCP walked out doing his his thickest, um, is it uh, Icelandic or Danish accent, Swedish? Something like that. <laughs> he looked like a Iceland. Viking. Iceland, um, come on. Uh, I wasn't sure. I, I just I fumble around with that, that neck of the woods. Right. But, Chris, do you see the E-Valkyrie um, demo for the, on the, the Oculus? Yes, sir. Yes, yes, I want it so bad. I I have to say the E Valkyrie was the only thing that made me think. I don't know what it's going to cost, but I'm I'm now nearly I'm now seriously thinking about what I can sell in order to buy it because I want that experience. I hear kidneys go well. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> and I apologise. I just need to jump in and apologise for sound quality. It's probably my shitty internet, but we're doing lots of Daleking at the moment. It's still, it's still oh, understandable, but it's it's on the border there. So apologies. I, I'd expect nothing less for any episode, let alone the hundredth. That that's true. Why improve things now? That's right. That, that's funny because Chris was clear as a bell to me. Yes, yeah, so it's good now. So let's make the best of it. Okay, right. Okay, I'll talk quicker. So moving on from that, uh, Bethesda uh, had their press conference, I think, the day after. And, well, is there anything you want to talk about regarding the Bethesda presser? No. Maybe something? No? Oh, besides Doom? No, they didn't. Besides Doom? Yeah, no, nothing from me. What about Fallout 4? Oh, sorry. Yeah, forgetting that, Sam. Yeah, see, I'm hanging out for that. Yeah, Abs- I could tell. Abs- no, absolutely <laughs> going to buy that. Like, I've only seen the trailer, but the trailer was enough to convince <laughs> me I'm buying that. I just, I hadn't made the link between Bethesda and them. Sorry. Yeah, well, I, I have to admit, as soon as I, I saw it and I heard about the uh, the, the Pip Boy uh, Collector's Edition, uh, and as Casmus has pointed out, I said I would never do this again, but I did it. So the day after yeah, I heard, I, I I ran ran into EB Games, pushed the children out of the way, and just <laughs> slammed my hand down to the counter and said, "Have they all gone yet? They're only left." And they just looked at me. Yeah, not everyone's completely batshit crazy like you, dude. So, <laughs> so yeah, my my pre-order is in. I, I I get I get my empty shelf for me to put a, a cell phone into. Nice. And uh, with that, <laughs> how much is that? How much is that pre-order? Uh, 
less than Destiny Ghost Edition. I wish Dinklebot would stop staring at me with his cold, dead, uncharged eye. I'm not putting the charger in you, you bastard. Not costing me any more money. Uh, at least you got something to look at, unlike Marvel Heroes. Oh. <laughs> well, at least that goes. <laughs> that is still an that... ongoing joke. Oh, yeah. An ongoing joke. <laughs> That game's actually doing quite well now. Uh, it it's, is. It's and I, I, no, you're feet, right. So our names, we're quite so ashamed. No, you're right. For, the sake, for the sake of transparency, I, I, I am aware that the game has found some success now. It has turned around its perception to a large degree. I even tried to update it the other day, and I think it is updated, but I still couldn't bring myself to press the play button. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> uh, uh, Let's see. Uh, Bethesda also. Uh, obviously, we can't mention everything. Um, I'm. If you've got an iOS device, though, uh, you might want to go and seek out Fallout Shelter. That is the uh, the little iOS. Um, well, I suppose a mobile game. Uh, as far as I can tell, it's a kind of resource management, a, a bit like Tiny Tower, but better, or Tiny Death Star, which is an awesome game as well. So that's worth a look. Uh, moving on to the EA presser, they um, well, there was a there was a few things in there. Uh, they started off with oh, what was it? Was it Need for Speed? I think they had about eight minutes on that. I, I timed it, wrote it down, and then promptly lost what I whatever I wrote it down on. Uh, but I timed it, and the whatever the first thing was, it went for about eight minutes. Then they trotted. Out the trailer for SWOTOR that lasted that and the announcement. I think Bruce McLean came out and just sort of introduced it in about 15 seconds. That played through. That all took about two minutes 30. And then I think we were into Plants versus Zombies or something like that, which went for another eight minutes. So it's nice that it was there, but I didn't feel like they gave it a, uh, an awful lot of time. No. It was a sort of a you'll miss it. So kind of kind of being promoted i i guess sort of I'm, I'm i'm not really sure um they had the mass effect andromeda trailer which looked looked cool didn't tell you anything um just meant to whet the appetite um mirror's edge reboot that actually looks like it's going to be really good that's that's going to be worth a look uh, i think that's only coming out on ps4 and xbox and that's next year uh the phrase coming out next year is something that seems to be fairly prevalent for a lot of titles mm. as there are a number of games coming out but and sony particularly was the uh coming soon or hey we're just starting this or it's going to be out next year they seem to be more of a victim of this situation than the next box for one reason or another they managed to create a plenty of noise but there was noise for things that weren't anywhere near the horizon, but we'll get to that. But yeah, Mirror's Edge Reboot, that was a game that really didn't get a awful lot of attention when it came out. But uh, it's you'll be able to pick it up cheap, the original one, and the reboot looks like it's going to be pretty damn good. And of course, we've already talked about Battlefront. Yeah. Uh, Square Enix, I couldn't actually sit through that. I fell asleep. The most boring of presentations they managed to make just cause three boring and that's a game with limitless c4 and grapple hooks and and sort of parachute um gliding suits 
<laughs> Square Enix is completely stuffed in the head. I don't know what they're <laughs> wrong with them. So the Ubisoft of 2015. <laughs> Oh, Ubisoft. They really uh, are terrible. They, they, are, they are shocking. Deus Ex, Mankind. I love their games, but... Yeah, yeah their games are good. Their, their, their executive staff need to be shot. Um, the, the Rise of the Tomb Raider trailer, uh, that's coming out November... Not the trailer, the game. It's coming out November 10th this year. Uh, that actually looks good. That um, had Lara Croft climbing a mountain and sort of jumping from frozen chunk to frozen chunk and things crashing around. It's quite very uncharted in a lot of ways. Uh, racing towards what I'm assuming was something that looks suspiciously like Shangri-La. So it looks like Lara is back to her old tricks of finding ancient things and trying to steal them. So that's good. Uh, Ubisoft. Um, oh, well, I'm not going to be unkind to Ubisoft because they released or announce the release of a game which is going to be special for everybody, I think. They released an announcement of a new South Park game. It's going, to, <laughs> it's going to be called South Park, The Fractured But Whole. The Fractured the, what? Sorry, you dialect out there. The Fractured But Whole. Nice. Or, or The Fractured But Whole. You know, it depends how you want to read it. But, yeah, they got uh, Matt and Trey out there who were obviously taking the piss out of being there, quite frankly. But uh, uh, Alicia, I think that's her name, uh, was very stoic, one would have to say. But it was a, it was a really good, really tight presentation. Uh, big old haul. And thank God they've actually got someone who knows how to present to do the job. She's not an executive. I think she's an actress. No, she is an actress. But uh, she's... She does a good job. She keeps it ticking along and she gives it energy. I really do wish more of them would do that. Although I think it was the PR guy who did the Bethesda conference and he, I think the Bethesda one might actually have been the best. They did a really good job on that. So let's see, Ubisoft, they announced the crew trials. Fusion is getting a level expansion, which is called the Awesome Level Max. That's coming out in July. That trailer featured a, I think it was a gun-toting cat riding a fire-breathing unicorn underneath a triple rainbow. <laughs> oh, well, that's just a game made for me. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the comparisons I've been hearing, and I think they're probably accurate, would be, uh, what was it? Was it um, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon? I think it was Far Cry 3 had Blood Dragon, which was uh, an expansion that had no connection to the yes, main yeah. game, and it... Yeah, completely batshit crazy. And it looks like there's a little bit of that going on there. Uh, they obviously unlocked the rubber room for that game. Um, Just Dance. Uh, Just Dance, uh, the the demo for that was uh, had uh, just some awful, awful sound and animation issues, unfortunately. Or at least that's what I thought. And then I realised it was Jason Derulo trying to perform live. He has so little talent, it's staggering. Uh, Rainbow uh, that got shown and Assassin's Creed Syndicate no actual gameplay but we got to see um, now there's a bit of a bit of a fuss made by some because I think it might have been either the Microsoft I think it might have been the Microsoft or Sony presentation uh, because this the Syndicate has got uh, twins uh, a male and female or brother and sister uh, and people were saying Oh, we're only why well, there's two trailers. We've only seen the brother. Blah blah blah. Sexism. Uh, and then the the next trailer that came out was the 
uh, of the sister. She's the more of the stealth side of things, whereas the brother's more of the sort of running guns blazing. So there's obviously a different different mechanics and a different style of play. And you can, I don't know whether it's going to be a mission by mission or whether you can actually choose to play one or the other predominantly. Either way, though, um, the the scenario looks good. God only knows what the game looks like, though. And also, I have to mention, and I highly recommend if you didn't watch the Ubisoft presser, um, have a look at it and have a look at the one f- uh, for a game called For Honor, which is a, a medieval sword fighting game. And partly have a look at it for the game, but mostly for the guy that comes on and introduces it. He's he's a some sort of Viking rock god. So I don't know, but he's he's <laughs> he cut quite a dashing. Uh, a dashing and charismatic figure who's unusual. Okay. Sure, but but worth a look. Uh, I, don't, I don't think there's anything else I'm really going to want to mention there. Any no. any thoughts so far before we hit Microsoft and Sony? Oh, my God, I thought that was it. Because uh, <laughs> I was about to say Nintendo, but there wasn't a huge amount that we haven't already discussed. I mean, they've got Star Fox, um, some more Mario stuff, Mario Maker, yeah, no, beyond that. So, you yeah, know, jump into Sony and Microsoft. Yeah, well, yeah, as, no, as you say, the digital event, there there wasn't an awful lot. Uh, but one of the things Nintendo have been doing lately is just talking about what's what's coming up, what's close, rather than what's off in the, in the long, misty That's distance. That's right. Which they've been criticised for because there was nothing really new, apart from probably Star Fox Zero. But, uh, yeah, maybe that's not necessarily a bad way to go. Uh, having having looked at the trailer for Star Fox Zero, and I loved it on uh, Super Nintendo, there's absolutely nothing in that that appeals to me. I, I, there's no way I would buy it. It's just got nothing. Mm. It, it looks nice, but I, I want to wait and see. Xenoblade Chronicles, on the other hand, Xenoblade Chronicles, is it X or 10? I'm not sure. Uh, that, that looks like it, it could be pretty good. And Super Mario Maker, but that's not coming out till 2016, yeah. so... Um, Microsoft will just bolt through this pretty quickly. Halo 5 Guardians uh, looked really good, looked like good Halo, nice Halo, playable Halo. It looked like Destiny if it had a game and acting and story and, you know, stuff to do. Uh, Nathan Fillion is also providing a voice in there, so it, it game of game of the show automatically for that. Gears of War four got announced, um, remaster of Gears of War one Ultimate Edition. So that's with all the DLCs coming out August twenty five. Recall, which looks very intriguing, looks very Japanese. Um, that's uh, watch the trailer. Recall, R E C O R E. It's it's atmospheric as much as it is interesting. Uh, they announced backwards compatibility uh, with Xbox 360 games. There'll be 100 games playable on the Xbox One, 360 games playable on the Xbox One by the holidays with more following quickly after. They announced the Xbox Elite controller, which looks like a pretty sweet bit of kit. Uh, they showed a trailer for Dark Souls 3. If that's your bag mid-2016, that's estimated. Um, Xbox One probably... PlayStation 4, no, I'd say definitely PlayStation 4. Uh, PC's not quite so emphatically definite. 
uh, Xbox game preview was announced. It's a bit like a green green light or sort of early access kind of a thing that Steam's got running. They announced uh, The Long Dark, Sheltered, Elite Dangerous, and Daisy. Elite Dangerous and I think The Long Dark are actually available now. You can play a trial free or buy the game at a discounted price for early access if you're willing to put up with bugs. Uh, the Rare Game Collection, that's, I think, 30 games, and that's going to cost about 30 bucks US. Um, so if you liked um, Conquest Bad Fur Day, Banjo-Kazooie, and any of the old Rare titles, you've got the opportunity mm. to them again. Also announced a new, very ambitious, or at least the most ambitious Rare Game they've referred to, Sea of Thieves, which, well, it's pirates, basically. It reminded me a lot of the combat you saw in Black Flag, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Uh, so it looks like a, a lot of... Uh, so you can fire cannons into your opposing ships, ram them. I'm sure there's more to it than that, but the uh, Sea of Thieves is the game's name. So worth a look at the trailer of that. Sony, and then I think we're pretty much done. Um, but I started off with The Last Guardian. That was a game that was first announced, I think, in 2006, and no one's heard hide nor hair of it since until this uh, rather... They started the show off with a rather long and, and quite quite beautiful trailer. No indication as to when the game's actually going to be released, though. So uh, th- this was probably a case of... Uh, it, it, no, 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 it's, it's still alive. Here's, here's, see, here's the proof. See, this is breath on the mirror. Um, but beyond that, when it's going to arrive, how it's going to arrive, it's left open. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Now, that's not a remaster. It's a remake. They're completely redoing the game from the ground up. Um, bear in mind, though, the Square Enix that made Final Fantasy VII originally is not the Square Enix of today with its... Um, Interesting choices. Uh, it it has a yeah. Less said about that, the better I think. Um, but still intriguing. Um, what else did they have? Oh, Hello Games. That's the people behind No Man's Sky. Now, you guys are oh, all, yeah. you familiar with No Man's Sky? Yeah, yep. Now that wasn't available on the show floor, but private uh, private invitations were made available to give it a shot, and um, a lot of people were very pleasantly surprised with the fact that it is actually a game. Uh, a lot of comparisons seem to be that it's sort of Minecraft in space. So there's there's no overriding narrative, there's no story. It's you get in your ship, you improve things, you discover things. Uh, whether there's any, any crafting or base building, doesn't sound like it at the moment, whether that's in uh, something they intend to do, hard to say. Uh, Media Molecule showed up to do their usual crap, um, new Destiny expansion called The Taken King was announced. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, blah, 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 blah. Activision basically um, said that they're dry humping Sony's legs. So Call of Duty Black Ops 3 um, is is going to be a... Uh, Call of Duty is now basically tied into Sony like, like Destiny is. But considering they're both Activision games... No big shock there. EA seems to be a bit more tightly linked to Xbox at the moment, so I'm not sure if that's something that's going to stand or if they're going to drift over as well. Um, I, I did have to laugh that some of this exclusivity seems to be a little bit pointless, shall we say. Uh, the, the guy from um, Disney came in to announce 
or show the new trailer for uh, Disney Infinity 3, which is going to include the Star Wars figures and I think from uh, a new Pixar movie in this this lot. And I'm sure he was expecting... He had um, applause pauses, you know, where a speaker pauses for people to applaud. Um, His pauses went very, very quiet. No one was really terribly enthusiastic to find that Sony PlayStation 4 would have the Boba Fett, um, not Amiibo, whatever the hell they're called, the figure one month before everybody else. And that's... Yay! Yeah, <laughs> this is the kind of level that some of the exclusivity is, is hitting. I mean, the, the exclusivity for Xbox with uh, Tomb Raider, they've got it for holiday 2015. Uh, how long that's going to go, I don't know, but let, let's assume a two, three-month exclusivity window. It's getting stupid. It These the games companies must be getting gobs of cash thrown at them for this. Uh, and then let's just top it all off, as Sony did with Naughty Dog, showed some gameplay for Uncharted for A Thief's End. And we know it was gameplay uh, because the controller became unresponsive the first time they tried to play the demo. So they had to restart it. Luckily, it was right at the beginning. Nate, Nate just wasn't moving through a crowd. So we know that was real. But that looked, that looked absolutely awesome. But I haven't come across an Uncharted game yet, including Golden Abyss, that wasn't worth your time. But this one looks like it's going to be another strong contender for awesome. Maybe we should have applause pauses on the podcast. Yes. Oh, 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 there Can is we one. make it flash on their phones going, applause. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I like your thinking. There, there is one more thing I've, I forgot that I want to mention just quickly, if I may. Oh, apart from Shenmue 3, um, yeah, what the hell, Sony? Um, you Google that. It's, it's just a Kickstarter and that's just dodgy. Um, but Guerrilla Games, the people behind Killzone, released their newest IP called Horizon Zero Dawn. And that's basically uh, a, well, it was, uh, it was a, a hunter, a uh, Stone Age kind of hunter um, going to hunt a herd of dinosaurs, but robot dinosaurs. And it was beautifully done. It looked very impressive. I'm very intrigued to have a look at it. And the, one of the things I really liked about the trailer, and I only really realised this afterwards, was the hunter was a woman. And I'm not, I didn't realise that when I was watching it because she was just a person doing her thing. And they didn't make a big deal of it. It wasn't, it wasn't she wasn't over-sexualised. That was, I thought that's, that's the way to have... Um, equal representation in games is having it so we don't it, we don't even it doesn't even register we don't even notice it it was, and I, it was beautifully done yeah i agree i was watching a tv show once it was one of those really crappy little sci-fi ch- series that nobody's ever meant seen or heard but there was a scene where there was a murder it was a woman who got killed and then the main character turns to another character and says has has her wife been informed and the other character, who was also actually, everyone was female in this, and the other character said, yes, um, she's with family now. Like, And that was it. There was, mm. there was no sort of emphasis on the fact that they were obviously lesbians who were married, you know, and I think that's, that's how it should go. We shouldn't be going, look, look, they mentioned lesbians, you that's know, right. and 
and exactly the same with women. Like you don't have to go, hey, look, look, it's a woman. Check mm. it. Yeah. So, but I'd, I'd highly recommend having a look at the the trailer for Horizon Zero Dawn. It looks like it could be a really, really fun game, um, and it looks like there's a, a pretty decent story probably going to be behind it as well. So yes, and um, oh yeah, there was a new Hitman game announced. Well, I don't really feel like it covered E3, but we'll put up with that. That's fine. I made the list, David. I was going to read it. It's <laughs> good. No, I'm not. It actually, it's good. I think that would have to be without any wind blowing up asses. Would that would be the most substantive games coverage we've ever done in a hundred episodes? Which is oh, kind well, of just give me credit. That's fine. Yeah. It, yes. <laughs> Thanks for compiling the list. That's right. You're welcome. Um. So yeah, let, let's leave gaming there. I, I'm not sure we've got time for pop culture. Uh, we haven't got time for me to insert a bumper, so let's just jump into it. There was one really uh, thing that worth mentioning, and that's that Star Wars Rebels is back. Oh, so good! <laughs> I need uh, to watch that. Oh, you really? Yeah, watch the, watch season one though. You can't just jump into this; otherwise, it's not going to make a lot of sense. But wow, way to start a season, guys! It was great. Good. And on the total other end of the spectrum, I just finished watching on Netflix Grace and Frankie, which stars Jane Fonda and um, Lily Tomlin as two over-70s women who are in relationships with husbands for 40-plus years. The husbands work together in a law practice, uh, come home, uh, have dick, come, take them out for dinner and say, sorry, guys. Just have we're, dick. We're, we're being gay. For the last 20, 20 years, we've been in love with each other. For the last 20 years, we're leaving both of you for each other. And the series is set around Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin adjusting to their new life and the two guys' wedding plans. And it's just extremely well done, very funny, um, well worth a watch. Wow. That would be uncomfortable. Yeah, there's lots of awkward stuff in there. It's it's really well done, and they've got adult kids, and they're key part of it too. It's just it's extremely well done. So, who play the uh, the the male couple? Oh, the male. Sorry, yeah, they're impressive actors too. Um, Martin Sheen mm-hmm. and uh, Sam Waterston, who, if anyone's watched the newsroom, is the head of the the newsroom in. I love him in that show, and he's the the other guy. So Sam Waterston, Martin Sheen, Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, that's a hell of a lineup on its own. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, so it's awesome. Yeah. Netflix Netflix only series, thirteen episodes, um, nice twenty five to twenty eight minute episodes, easily to digest. Just love it. Really good. Oh, while we're talking about Netflix, has anyone watched Sense Eight yet? No, but that's on the to do list after Orange is the New Black. Oh, I did love Orange is the New Black. Yeah, so the new Series 3 of that uh, release, I think, was a week ago, 10 days ago, so I've just started on that. Wow, you're behind. I got through it all in about, what, a day or two? Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> no, it's great. I love that show. And Sensei is next up, Simon, so yes, I've heard it's, it's, it's getting rave reviews. Oh, good. It's nice to hear the Wachowskis are getting some positive press for once. Well, at least on Netflix. It's, it's very highly rated on Netflix. I haven't read a lot of external reviews. I think there's one mention that it's it's very popular. That's about it. Oh, oh well, that, I'm, I'm really glad because I'm one of these strange people that has – I haven't seen Speed Racer, but I, I did enjoy Cloud Atlas. And I also 
for a variety of reasons, enjoyed uh, Jupiter. Is it Jupiter Ascendant? Jupiter or it's Ascending, a- yeah. I Ascend- haven't seen that yet. I saw that uh, on the airplane. What did you think? Um, it was it was well. Firstly, I had absolutely no idea. Like I'd never actually heard of it, and I'm like, okay, wonder what this movie is going to be about. But um, I yeah, I did actually enjoy it. I thought it was it was pretty good. Um, nothing spectacularly awesome, but it was definitely not bad. Oh. Mm. There you go. And I'm definitely calling it a show now at an hour and twenty seven minutes. Wow. Uh, I'd predicted 90 minutes, so I wasn't far off. Um, <laughs> and it was episode 100, and we had Ed, and it was, it's a special night. Yeah, you have to allow time for evil laughter. That's right. <laughs> it, was, it was a night of nights. And so, I got two guild runs in. I mean, dungeon yeah, runs in. That's right. Right. Oh, well. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's definitely a show, uh, a centenary show. Um, so, as always, if you'd like to offer an opinion, suggestion, or some general abuse, uh, feel free to email us uh, at contact at oceanicgamer.com. We've still got the Facebook page, which has been getting a bit of action the last week. Um, the Facebook page is obviously facebook.com forward slash the Oceanic Gamer. We're still on Twitter. My handle's the Oceanic Gamer, and Simon tweets under RPG Beats RL. Um, Chris, what's your Twitter handle? Have you changed it on us again? No, I, I think I was Evil Flaming Cat. You and, were? Yep, yeah, yeah, I'm still that one. Okay, cool. Um, Previous last 50 episodes are on iTunes if you want to delve back into some history. Uh, and we're also on Stitcher. Um, yeah, look, as I said at the start of the show, thanks very much for listening. It is greatly appreciated. And thanks to you, as always, Simon. Here's to another 76-plus episodes together. Oh, shoot me now. <laughs> and, Chris, thank you. Can't thank you enough for jumping on. It's damn good to hear your voice again as well. No problem. Thank you. And, yes, um, great. Yeah, keep keep FFing, and um, we, we'll have to get you get you back on uh, for uh, FF seven review, if not earlier. Ooh, looking forward to it. Um, yeah, no, thank you. So yes, have a great week, and remember, if your pug wipes, it's probably because one of us was in it. Good night. Yeah, for me, it was probably lagging due to this podcast. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. or the person that listens to it.